Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we return to our study of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. Our study this week is in regard to one verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, which reads, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he explains the Christian concept of forgiveness in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Kind, Tender-Hearted, Forgiving. And number six, he insulted and spurned the one who forgave him. Forgiveness is needed. It's offered. It can be rejected. Number four, forgiveness is initiated by God. Notice that the king forgave, and on that basis, the man was expected to forgive. He should have had mercy to the same extent that he had received mercy. Notice that phrase, even as I had mercy on you, Does that kind of remind you of Ephesians 4.32? We forgive based on God's forgiveness. A forgiving spirit is the number one evidence that a person has been truly forgiven. In your position, you are forgiven in Christ. In your practice, it's your obligation to show that you are forgiven. And you do this by being a forgiving person. But number five. Forgiveness is voided when rejected. I wasn't sure what word to put in there. I I used voided. It could have been rescinded. It could have been canceled. But you get the idea. Christ died for our sins. What did Paul preach when he first went to Corinth? There's a few Jews that Some believed, and then he was sent out, and he goes to the Gentiles. What did he preach? Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. But not everybody believed. Not everybody was saved. Christ died for our sins, but those who refuse His forgiveness will correctly, justly experience the very real punishment of eternal torment. And it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. But they voided the forgiveness by the rejection. Number six, forgiveness is an issue of the heart. It's the heart that has to respond to God's offer of forgiveness. Now your splunkna, that's your internal guts, biblically speaking. Uh, that represents your compassion, your feelings. The heart is your center of cognition. The heart has to respond to God's offer of forgiveness. Now look at Jesus' words following that parable, Matthew 18, 35. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you. What's that? Eternal torment. 
if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. That is not saying you get to heaven by forgiving somebody else. It's saying if you're not affected by my forgiveness, you're going to reap the consequences. The emphasis on that phrase, from the heart, is significant. True forgiveness fills a person's heart and it spills over to other people. Only a truly forgiven heart can produce truly godly actions. Now, I would be happy to give credit for this statement if, I on, if only I knew who said it. I know I'm borrowing it, but it's true. Everyone loves forgiveness until they have to forgive something. Oh, I love receiving forgiveness, but what? I have to forgive her? That one? Wow, that's serious. My friend, are you truly forgiven? If you are, praise God and let it spill over. Now, how do you treat someone who wrongs you? It happens all the time. If, if you tend to withdraw from relationships as soon as somebody wrongs you, let me save you some trouble. Go out to the wilderness and find a place that you can build yourself a little cabin and be a hermit. Because this world is full of sinners. Just as messed up as you are. You're going to have strain and pain in relationships. If you base your church allegiance on never being offended, and I've met a lot of people who have done that. Well, I used to go there, but there was this guy and he, uh, or, you know, somebody offended me there. Well, good for you. Maybe you were doing something. Uh, Or maybe you did something wrong and maybe you caused an offense. If church allegiance is based on never being offended, just uh, cut out the hypocrisy. Don't bother. This is forgiving each other. This is in the context of who? The walk of the new man, the one another's. We are members of one another. We belong to each other. We have to be committed to to treating each other like God has treated us. Now, um, don't forget, I read the part in the last part of Matthew chapter 18. There's also verses... Uh, 15 through 20 there. Well, what if I see my brother doing something that is sinful? Well, (laughs) I need to go. I need to help correct him or her because that's love. I want holiness for the body of Christ. I know that I can mess up just as bad as you messed up. I want to help you get it straightened out. Now, is there a person that you need to forgive in this way? Maybe somebody's hurt you. Well, pretty, pretty good chance it could be somebody in your family. The more you care, the more hurtful it can become. Maybe it's somebody that you used to be close to, whatever it is. I have to ask, do you stand ready to forgive the moment that that person who has sinned against you comes and confesses? Do you yearn to be reconciled with people when sin has torn apart your relationship? And let's be honest, it doesn't always happen to you. Sometimes you're the problem. If it's your sin that stands in the way, are you 
going to seek forgiveness? Whether it's your sin or someone else's, are you going to do all you can to see that forgiveness takes place? I mean, there's no escape hatch here. You can't say, oh, I am so glad that in this mess in our family, it's only 25% my responsibility, it's 75% his, so he has to do the confessing. I got a verse that just blows that to smithereens. I didn't make it up. Romans 12, 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Have you done everything possible to make peace? If you're responsible, if it's your sin and you need to be forgiven, have you confessed? Have you sought forgiveness? If it's the other person who has sinned, have you gone in love and said, you know, there's a problem here. This is what you did and this is what the Bible says and, 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 and they don't fit. Can I come alongside and help you with that? Go and reprove him in private as Matthew eighteen fifteen says. Now understand too, I need to toss this in, not every relationship can be fully mended to the point that it is as if there was never a rift. Think of a spouse that has repeatedly committed adultery or physical violence and then finally after much recalcitrance, uh, there, was a, there was a divorce. There can be forgiveness. That doesn't guarantee a restoration of the relationship to back what it was before. That's the therapeutic forgiveness. Unconditional. doesn't have to change you at all. I have to put up with whatever you do. But do you stand ready to forgive? Please. Do not let a root of bitterness within you grow. Starve it. Yank those weeds out. Don't feed it. Don't let bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander and malice reside in your heart. You can always and you must always take care of that. And graciously forgive each other as God has forgiven you in Christ. Let's pray. Our Father, thank You for Your Word, always so practical. I, I pray for my friends here where I'm sure every time we speak of such a situation, we can all think of someone, some event, some time, something where we wish we had done differently, where we haven't done everything we can so far as it depends upon us to be at peace. Oh, but Father, for those where there may be nothing we can do, maybe there are even many, many more where there is something we can do. Please, make us kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as you have forgiven us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We are works in progress as your children. Have your way with us that the progress would be evident, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.